0: Hi guys, welcome to another episode with Sister Circle. And so today we're going to be talking about a very important topic. And this topic is titled The Misunderstood God you know uh most people always think that they have an idea about the character or or they think that they have like a perception or idea of who god actually is but then sometimes it doesn't always correlate with who the god of the bible is and today we're going to be discussing this topic you know the misunderstood God, and we're going to be looking through the Bible to see the true character and the nature of God. However, I'm not taking this topic. I have a very special guest, you know, with me that will be taking us through the misunderstood God, and I'm just going to throw it in his ball to, um, to his, in his court to introduce himself and begin with the discussion. So over to you, sir.
1: Hello, everyone. Um... I'm Toby Afolabi Joshua, I'm Toby Afolabi Joshua, and it's an honor to be here with Jisoum discussing um, the misunderstood God. It's, it's always a privilege to discuss um, the scriptures. Okay, so I think we can start, right?
0: Yes, sir, you can go ahead, sir. So I I
1: will, I will, I will first like to read from the book of James chapter 1, from verse 13 to 17. Let no man say when he is tempted. I'm reading James chapter 1 from verse 13 to 17. I am tempted of God, for God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempted he any man. Let every man, but every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. Then when lust hath conceived, it bringeth forth sin, and sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth sin death. Do not err, my beloved brethren. Very important. Do not err. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, and cometh down from the Father of light, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Now, James chapter 1 verse 16 says, Do not err, my beloved brethren. Do not err about what? He's saying, do not err about what you think about God. That's why the next verse will say, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. Now, talking about God, he's saying that everything good comes from God. Or, another way of putting it is, whatever God gives is good. Do not err, do not be misinformed. And James was writing from the standpoint of the scriptures, because when you read through the scriptures, there are some things... That will give you or there are some verses that will give you wrong information or when you read it at face value it suggests things that are not right about god there are some verses like that those verses suggest things that are not right about god so james is trying to clarify that he's saying that do not err whatever god gives is good and it is perfect or anything that is good and perfect will come from God. So it is very important for us to understand who God is. Otherwise, we will have a, a great misconception about who God is. And God is good. That's, that's where we have to start from. God okay. is good. God is good. And, and, and it's a very good point to, to underline the, the fact that God is good. He does only good. He doesn't have good and bad. He has only good. So um, I'll quickly start from someone, someone very popular in the Bible that had a misconception about God. Let me start from Job. Job chapter 1. You know, the story of Job, you you, you might have probably heard of him, his patience and um, the tribulations that he went through. Job chapter 1. Let me quickly read that. There was a man in the land of Uz, I'm reading Job Job chapter 1 from verse 1, and whose name was Job. And that man was perfect and upright and one that feared God and eschewed evil. And there were born unto him seven sons and three daughters. His substance also was seven thousand sheep. So the, 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 the opening verses of the first chapter of Job talk about who Job was, what he had, how prosperous he was so but that's not where i'm going to now i want to read from verse um, verse 12 and the lord said unto satan behold all that he hath is in that power only upon himself put not forth thy hand so satan went from the presence of the lord verse 13 and there was the day when his sons and his daughters were eating and drinking wine in their eldest brother's house and then came a message unto John and said, The oxen were ploughing and the asses feeding beside them. And the Sabians fell upon them and took them away. Okay, they they have slain the servants with the edge of the sword, and I only am escaped alone to tell thee. Now there's a background to this. The background to this was that the devil, okay, laid hands on the things on, on Job, his properties, his children. And there were losses. There were losses. If if you continue to read from that point, you see that he virtually lost everything. But that's not where I'm going to. I want to read about Job's response to the tribulations that he went through. Job's response. Because in Job's response, we are going to see what Job thinks about God. What Job thinks about God as at this point. So let's go on. Then Job arose and rent his mantle and shaved his head and fell up and fell down upon the ground and worshipped and said, this is very important, Job chapter 1 verse 21. We want to look at what Job said. And Job said, Naked came I out of my mother's womb and naked shall I return thither. the Lord. Thither. The Lord gave and the Lord hath taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And many people have used this verse Especially in burial ceremonies, to, to connote that when God gives and he okay. sees that you're enjoying what he has given, he takes it away again to test you to see what your reaction will be. And <laughs> I think that's unfair. You no, know, imagine you have a friend, a very wealthy friend, he gives you a car. And then by the time you are getting used to the car, you, you're already bonding with the car, you love the car. The friend's calls and says, Please, can I have my car back? <laughs> I will just I will just testing you with that car. Now, what kind of friend is that? But we attribute that that character to God. Job said, "The Lord giveth and the Lord hath taken away." And the funnies say, "Blessed be in the name of the Lord." What what, what are we? Th- what is it to thank God for?
0: He just
1: he has just taken away what he gave you. There's nothing to thank God for. Okay, but again, you are taking note of job's mentality about god is this right or is this wrong does god give and takes away that's not consistent with god that's not consistent okay let's pause there and then let's again look at um job's reaction as as we read for that let's go to job chapter 2 okay i'll read from from um from verse one again, there was the day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan came also among them to present himself before the Lord. And the Lord said unto Satan, From whence comest thou? And Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro in earth, and from walking up and down in it. Okay, let let, let me drop drop from verse one to verse nine because of our time. Then said his wife unto him, Now this is when the tribulation is getting so much. Job's wife suggested something. Again, let's, see, let, let's read what Job's response was. Then said his wife unto him, Does thou still retain thine integrity? Cause God and die. Again, this, this is another notion that we are going to correct briefly. Okay, cause God and die. Why did Job, uh, Job's wife say that? Because again, it was in a mindset that whoever causes God will die. So he said, instead of go, instead of you going through all this pain and agony, why don't you just die? Okay, I have an idea. There's a very quick way you can die. You just cause God, He will strike you and you will die. Again, another <laughs> misinterpretation about who God is. Just note all those verses. We're going to tie them together just as we go further. Okay, cause God and die. Verse 10. But Job said unto her, Thou speakest as one of the foolish women speaketh. What shall we receive good at the hand of God and shall we not receive evil? Wow. Mm. Mm. Job is saying shall we receive good and shall we not receive evil? Evil. In other words, he's saying that God has good gifts and God has evil gifts. Thank you. That's what he's saying. And that's the reason why James had to correct that notice that every good, don't be deceived. Don't be deceived by what Job said. Don't be deceived by the misconceptions that you may see by reading the scriptures. Everything that God gives is good and is perfect. So he doesn't have good and evil gifts. Job said, shall we only receive good gifts? Shall we not also receive evil or bad gifts from God? And that's that's very apt. That shows us what Job thinks about God. Now, let's answer those questions. So, number the first question will be Does God give good and evil gifts? That's number one. Then, number two, which we saw in Job chapter 1, Does the Lord give and take it away? Even the good gifts that He gave, does He take it away again? Now, let's fast forward, John chapter 1. Let's read Job chapter 1 from verse 18. No man has seen God at any time. The only begotten Son, which is in the bosom of the Father, he hath declared him. This is Jesus Christ. Now, many people don't even understand who Jesus Christ is. Many people don't. You know, when you hear the concept of God the Father, the Son, and the Spirit, they are like, okay, what does it mean? Now, we need to quickly explain that so that we we can explain other things. Now, the concept of Trinity is the concept of salvation is the concept of salvation. You can't explain Trinity outside salvation because the purpose of Trinity is salvation. So what is the Trinity? God is the Father. We have a Father. God is a spirit. And those that worship Him must worship Him in spirit and truth. God is a spirit. His desire, right from Genesis chapter 1, is to save man. His desire, right from the beginning, is to live in man. Is to save man from the punishment of sins and to live in man to tabernacle in man those are the examples the shadows that moses painted when he erected tabernacle okay in the wilderness he put tabernacle and he placed it where israel dwelt he was painting a picture that in the future god will want to live amongst men that is god will live in men. that was what he was painting in exodus moses because that is god's desire he has always wanted to live in man But how will God do it? How will God pay for the sins of men and also live in men? How will He do it? It's a spirit. Spirits don't die. So what would God do? God walked out of God and became a man for the purpose of paying for the sins of men. God walked out of God and became a man. So God that walked out of God to become a man is Jesus Christ. So Jesus Christ is God in the incarnated form. Jesus Christ is God in humanity. Jesus Christ is humanity and divinity amalgamated into one person. So for God to die for man, he needs to be a man. A spirit cannot die. It is impossible. That's why angels can't die. Satan cannot die. They are spirits. They don't die. It takes a man to die. So for God to pay for the sins of men, he will need to die. Okay, so for him to die, he will need to become a man. So God became a man, and that was revelation God passed across to, to, to Moses in the book of Exodus. Who shall I say you are? Then turned to, to Moses and said, You shall tell them, I am that I am, and I will be who I will be. Who will he be? You become a man in Jesus Christ. So God became a man and then he died. Okay, God became a man so that he can die. So, he died, he was buried, and he resurrected. And that's the gospel. So, let's go back to our text. John chapter 1, verse 18. No man hath seen God at any time. So, Jesus Christ is God revealed. Glory to God. That's a very good point to rejoice. Jesus Christ is God revealed. That is God becoming a man. In other words, Jesus Christ is God. And that's, that's a foundation in, in the gospel. A very important fact of the gospel that Jesus Christ is God. God in flesh, God in humanity is Jesus Christ. We are still going to see more verses to, corro- to corroborate that. So Jesus Christ is God, and he is the one that reveals the Father. So everything we see Jesus Christ do in the gospel, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, everything that you see him do, that is who God is whatever you read about jesus christ is true about god okay so let let me let's elaborate on that john chapter 6 verse 46 john chapter 6 verse 46 Uh, okay glory to god not that any man hath seen the father save he which is of god he hath seen the father he's talking about himself no one no one ever saw god except the one that came from him is the one that came from jesus christ he's talking about his incarnation. john chapter 14 from from verse 8 from verse 8 to 11. john chapter 14. john chapter 14 from verse 8 to 11. philip said unto him lord show us the father and suffice it us jesus said unto him have i been so long time with you and yet hast thou not known me philip he that have seen me have seen the Father. Glory to God. So if you want to know God, you have to know Jesus. The study of God, which is theology, is the study of Christ, which is Christology. So Christology is theology. You study Christ to know God because Christ is God. Jesus Christ rebuked Philip and told him that, Philip, I've been here with you for over three years, and yet you don't know that, Anyone that has seen me has seen the father. In other words, I am the father in human form. Mm-hmm. I am humanity amalgamated with divinity.
0: Mm-hmm. I am
1: God. So if you want to know anything about God, just study me. If you want to know anything about God, look at my lifestyle. I am God. Now let me give one, one more verse, no, two more, two more verses, and then we will go on. Hebrews chapter 1, verse 3. Hebrews chapter 1, verse 3. Glory to God. Who be the brightness of his glory? That's Jesus. The express image of his person. That is beautiful. Jesus is the express image of the Father. Now, the word image there means the exactness. The exactness of the Father. Is the physical representation of the Father? Colossians chapter 1, verse 15. Colossians chapter 1. So I'm giving us ample verses to show that Jesus Christ is actually God personified. Jesus Christ is God in humanity. Jesus Christ is God. So for you to study God, study Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ gives us a perfect representation of who God is. No other person, not Job, not Moses, not Isaiah, none of the prophets could give an accurate representation of God except Jesus. Jesus gave the accurate representation of God. Colossians chapter 1, verse 15. Who is the image of the invisible God? Glory to God. Paul is saying that you can't see God. He is invisible. But you can see Jesus Christ. And that is God. You can't see God. is a spirit is invisible. But you can see Jesus Christ. Because that is God. So he is the image, the character of God. So let's... Having established that let's now look at the character of jesus because the character of jesus will show us the character of god, god. and don't forget jesus christ god is the same yesterday today and forever god does not change mm-hmm.
0: okay he's
1: the unchanging one so his character is the same is he's, he's constantly the same it it doesn't change so let's look at how jesus christ responded to giving people gifts did Jesus Christ give and collect <laughs> no there, there's no there's no account in the gospel of Jesus Christ giving a gift and collect in fact he gave and gave there was a time in disciples where like no nobody should see Jesus <laughs> he's tired everybody go away Jesus Christ said what do you mean let the children come unto me he, he, he kept giving. He kept giving. He kept giving. John eleven twenty five says, "I am the resurrection and the life." That's who he is. He kept giving life. John three sixteen. For God's love the word that He gave me joy because of God. whosoever believeth in Christ will not perish but have everlasting life. That is what he gives. He gives life. He gives life. He doesn't give good and bad gifts. Mm. He only give. He gave good gifts. Bible says everywhere he went, he was doing good. Let, let let me read Acts chapter one, verse one. Oh glory to God! Mm. Chapter one, verse one. The former treatise that I made of Theophilus of all that Jesus began both to do and teach, unto the day in which he was taken up. After that he through the Holy Ghost had given commandment unto the apostles whom he had chosen. To whom also he showed himself alive after his passion by many infallible proofs, being seen of them forty days and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. Now I want us to to take note of Acts chapter one verse one. O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began both to do and to teach. Began so the, the, the gospel, the former treatise would be the gospel according to Luke. That those are the things that Jesus Christ did and taught. And gave. now let, let's read John chapter 20, uh, uh, John chapter 21, verse 25. And there are also many other things which Jesus did, the which, if they should be written, everyone I suppose that even the world itself could not contain the books that should be written in it. Amen. So Jesus Christ did so many things; he was full of life. John chapter one, John chapter one, John chapter one. I'll read from, oh glory to God! I'll read from verse, um, verse eighteen. No man hath seen God at any time; the only God, Son, which is in the bosom of the Father, he hath declared him. Okay, I think we've read that. Let Let me move on to verse. Uh, let's see now. I'll read from verse six. There was a man sent from God, whose name was John. The same came for a witness, to bear witness of the light that all men through him might believe. He was not the light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. Okay? Um, let me read verse 11 and 12. He came unto his own, that is Jesus, and his own received him But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. Again, you see that he was giving; he gave them power, the ability, okay, the authority to be called his children, okay, and that's very, very important. Um, again, I want to read. Uh, let me look at the, the fastest, best verse to use now. Mm-hmm. So again, we see that he kept giving. Let, let me jump, jump to John chapter, John, John chapter two, when he turned the water to wine. When he turned water to wine, he gave. And the old book, in fact, the book of John is a, is a book that represents the miracles of Jesus pointing to who he is. So the study of the character of Jesus is the study of God. Jesus was only good. In fact, someone came to you and said, good master. Good master. That is who he is. So God does not give and, and, and then and after a while he takes away god does not give good and give evil gifts he only gives good gifts no time will not allow me to just go on and on and on and show and show us by the scriptures the true character of god which is always giving always giving always giving quickly let let me look at simile contradictions in the old testament now when you read the book of first kings 2nd chapter 1 verse 10 Second Kings chapter 1 verse 10. I will talk about this and then um and then I can take questions. Second Kings chapter 1 verse 10. And Elijah answered and said to the captain of 50, Oh glory to God, if I be a man of God, then let fire come down from heaven and consume thee and thy fifty. And there came down fire from heaven and consume him and his fifty. And this went on this repeated itself in fact if you read that same john um second Christ chapter one this repeated itself more than twice where elijah called that fire huh, and destroyed 50. <laughs> and, and look, look at look at the way he said it. it said if i be a man of god and many people have, have have coined a nice topic from that if i be a man of god <laughs> you that stole that food oh that come out now unless you will never be prosperous in your life. They've taken, yeah, they've taken that cue. They've taken that idea from the way Elijah painted God. That is, God is a destroyer. You mean exactly? You mean you have come here to to arrest me, me, a man of God? Let me show you that I'm a man of God. Fire, come down, destroy these fifty people. Imagine fifty people dead, like. <laughs> roasted by fire, and we've thought, "Wow, this what a God! This is this this is a terrible God! You are terrible, so terrible in your ways." <laughs> now, this are exactly. taking from. What Elijah did, but let's fast forward again. I've told you that Jesus Christ is the true representation of God, not Elijah, not even Moses, not any of the prophets. Jesus Christ came to reveal God. Because he is God himself. He came to reveal the true character of the Father. Because he is the Father in human form. Luke chapter 9. Luke chapter 9. Glory to God. And I hope this will change our perspective about God. Luke chapter 9. Luke chapter 9. I'll read from verse 54 to 55. And when... Okay, maybe I should read... Start from verse 51, so that I can give a background. And it came to pass, when the time was come that he should be received up, he steadfastly set up his face to go to Jerusalem. That's Jesus Christ. And sent messages before his face. And they went and entered into a village of the Samaritans to make ready for him. And they did not receive him. What? The
0: Samaritans
1: <laughs> did not receive him? Now, let, let's, let's, let's calm down a bit here. Who is Jesus Christ? We've established that Jesus Christ is God? God, the creator of heaven and earth. So, in other words, they resisted Jesus Christ. They said, Jesus Christ, you're not going to pass through our city. There's no way, there's nothing you will do, Jesus. You won't pass through this city. Don't forget, they were talking to their creator. Uh, Imagine, the created, talking to the creator like that. There's nothing you can do. We won't uh, allow you to pass through this city. <laughs> Yeah, that, that's the audacity. how Yeah, that's an insult. That's how much Jesus Christ was challenged. No, you are not going to pass through our city. And yet, He created them. And yet, He's their creator. And yet, that city, He created it. He holds perhaps the earth and the fullness mm-hmm. thereof. He holds it all. And they resisted Him. Wow. But let's see the reaction of Jesus Christ. And when His disciples, I trust them. <laughs> his disciples oh james and john saw this and 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 i think if if, if if you and i were to be there too okay. it's knowing, knowing fully who jesus christ is this is god and, and you are talking like this you don't even rest asking. look at these people so james and john said um lord as at this point we were already boiling they were already boiling what an insult lord without that will command fire to come down from heaven and consume them, even <laughs> as Elijah did. Now we already read the, the the background, so they were thinking like Elijah: Ah, <laughs> you are resisting us. God, just give us the permission. Let us just call down Exactly. <laughs> Let us destroy this entire village, just like Elijah did. Let us prove that you are not just a man of God; you are God. Do you understand because Elijah said, If I be a man of God, but this one is not even a man of God, <laughs> he God. so yeah. let us put down fire and destroy the entire city. But glory to God. Now let's see the true reaction of God. But stunned, but he turned and rebuked them. No, he didn't just say, "Ah, uh-uh, John, calm down, calm down, calm down. perhaps said he rebuked them. He rebuked them with me. He used strong language on them. It he, he, he was it he was a little harsh on them. He was like what? What is the meaning of all this? Can you imagine? <laughs> he rebuked them and said, "You don't know what manner of spirit you are of. Mm. You don't know the kind of spirit you are of. You don't even know the Son of Man." Because now he, he, he went further to say, "For the Son of Man is not come to destroy men's life, but to save them." And they went to another village. This is beautiful. He said, the Son of Man did not come to destroy life. That, that is, the destruction of life is not consistent with who I am. So when Elijah said, if I be a man of God, let fire come, that was not God's will. If Jesus Christ went to the dead, he would have he would have rebuilt Elijah. Elijah, stop that. This is not my will. Mm. This is not my will. So Jesus came to reveal the Father's will. It is not my will to destroy people's life." That's why I have come to give life. And they may have life. And they may be abundance. They may, they may be abundant. Yeah. They may be abundant. That's the reason I've come to give life. I don't destroy lives. And look at what he did. He turned back and used another brute. He turned back. Imagine. The created. The created resisted. See how gentle he is. And that is who the Father is. That is who the Father is. Praise God. Let me, Let me ask one more question. A A A, a question that I have uh, that has been highlighted here. Now, knowing who God is, so people ask questions like, "Where was God in my pain?" Okay, um, especially when they are faced with certain life events like the death of a loved one. I would like to quickly answer that question. Where Where, where is God? Praise God? Something like that. Something very similar to that happened in the Bible. John chapter 11. Let's quickly travel there as I round off. And then I hand over back to John chapter 11. John chapter 11. Very similar question. I'll read from verse 20. Then Martha, the background here, was that Lazarus was sick and message was sent to Jesus. Jesus, your best friend. You know that your friend Lazarus he is very sick. Please come and heal him. Bible says Jesus Christ started. <laughs> so he didn't go immediately until Lazarus died. And then Jesus Christ, I think if we have time, uh, um, I might go back to this um, chapter again. Jesus Christ did not say, Lazarus is dead. He said, Our friend sleeps. Lazarus is asleep. But again, because of the limited understanding of his disciples, he had to say, Okay, okay. Lazarus is dead because now you don't understand spiritual terms. But now, let's leave that aside. We we might go back to that. Let's read verse 20. Then Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him. But Mary sat still in the house. Then said Martha unto Jesus, Lord, Lord, if that has been here, my my brother had not died. In other words, if you were here, when we sent you the message, my brother wouldn't have died. And that that, that is a a, a variant of the question that many people people ask, especially when they lose a a loved one. They ask the question, God, why me? Why? Where is your face? God, if you had intervened in our matter, you wouldn't have died. But let's have what Jesus Christ said. John chapter eleven verse 25. Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. Glory to God. Oh, glory. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall
0: he live. And whosoever
1: liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believest thou this? Now, let me explain. Let me take time to explain that. Now, I've, I've said it before that we live in a fallen world. That is, until the last day, the resurrection of the dead. Okay. In Romans chapter 8 Paul said the entire creation are waited for that day until that day the world the earth that we live in is a falling earth this is not what God planned death is not what God planned the sin of man brought death death is foreign to man man that's why man will always look for ways to overcome death because at the inception of this creation death was not introduced Death came in by sin. It was introduced after his creation. That's after the creation of man. Death was introduced. So that's the reason. No matter how old someone gets, even at age 105, when he passes on, people still cry. People people still feel terrible because death is just foreign to the human race. It was introduced by sin. However, however, since that is the world that we live in, and until that last day the resurrection of the dead that is what we have that's what we have what was God's solution to that God's solution to that is to give life after death so that is why I said mark that word Jesus Christ said Lazarus is asleep not dead if you read through the epistles Paul will use the word sleep for a believer a believer does not die a believer sleeps because that problem was solved when Jesus Christ died, buried, and when he was, was resurrected. Holy he God. overcame death. So what Jesus promised us is life after death.
0: Mm. You,
1: a, a believer might die. A believer may not be able to overcome death in this physical world. But don't worry. Don't worry. He is not, he is not dead. He is not dying. He's only asleep because a day is coming. He will come mm. back. To so what did God do? God gave life after death. The solution of God to our problem, to the problem of of um, of of sin, is life. Yeah, He gave life. So when a believer dies, it's not the end, and that's what Paul was trying to communicate to the Thessalonian church. Don't sorrow like the world. A believer does not. That a believer sleeps because what God promised is eternal life. If you truly believe the gospel. A day is coming. Even though he's asleep, he will come back to life. Mm. That is exactly what Jesus Christ was teaching in John chapter 11, mm. verse 25. He said, I am the resurrection. Why are you crying? Why, why, are you, why are you torn apart? Anyone that believes in me, though he dies, you are looking at the person who is dead. Don't worry. He shall live. Because I am the resurrection life. And to prove that, to show that he has power over death, he called back Lazarus to life mm. to prove that, just to prove that, he caused mm. Lazarus to, mm. to life. But don't forget, after a while, Lazarus is not is not alive till today. Now he's dead. Yeah. He <laughs> ended up dying because that that bringing back of Lazarus to life is not the miracle. It's just to show you that I have power over death. Mm. The real miracle is the resurrection of the believer from the dead, and that is God's solution to death so death does not bring finality to us no hmm. death is not the end for us no paul said a believer sleeps a believer does not die he, he has just gone to sleep or she has just gone to sleep a day is coming. He will come back to life again and that is the gospel the resurrection
0: yeah.
1: of the dead and that is god's solution to mass problem the mass biggest problem is death which which came by sin Jesus Christ overcame sin... and gave us
0: eternal life... Hallelujah... Hallelujah. Uh, Thank you so much... sir, for the teaching... and also answering the question... honestly like... I'm just... getting refreshed... and refreshed... just listening to this... uh, to this teaching... Um, but one thing you... talked about... and I also wanted... uh, you to address... like a particular question... before we move on to like... tips on... how to... you know... read and interpret the Bible was you talked about how jesus is the express image of god and how basically the word of god says that and that how he's the best he's the he's the only description of the you know the real and the true nature of god not you know men of god like elijah and uh Mm -hmm. and the likes but then my my question and i feel like a lot of people will have would be um so in that case where Elijah you know called down fire and it's you know why did that oh no if that was not the will of God per se like why did that happen you know um for example uh even the scenario with Elijah too as well it's almost like Elijah had a temperament he commanded you know bears to eat Mm. children but we we know from the character of Jesus that that is not the will of God but then why was that to you know why did then that you know situation why did it happen basically so like I feel like a lot of people have that kind of question so yeah. okay, uh, okay. Um, thank you for that question
1: thank you for that question we, we we need to understand that Moses okay preached the gospel to Israel or well, because Israel were a people of hardened hearts their hearts were hardened that is they didn't believe the gospel. They lived in unbelief. So Moses introduced the law of sin and death. The law of sin and death. Romans chapter 8 verse 1. Um, I'll read verse 2. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. Mm. What does that mean? That means... Salvation was preached, they rejected it. What God plans to do in Christ was preached, they rejected it. Okay, Moses says, since you rejected that, I will give you a set of laws that you must live by. Whenever you break this law, there will be consequences. And these consequences will be evaluated. Moses employed angels. (laughs) Angels carry out this assignment because God will not be involved. They've rejected God will not be involved. But so that there will be sanity in the community. People don't just go ab- about killing each other, committing atrocities. It puts mm-hmm. down laws. Laws so that there will, be, there, there will be sanity. And those that break any of these laws will face judgment. Okay, Judgment executed by the people and others executed by angels. He employed angels. So when Elijah said, if I be a man of God, let fire come down and destroy these people, he was operating under the influence of angels. Angels carried out that, that assignment, not God. It was difficult in this in people, in the writers of um, the scriptures, Genesis to Malachi, to separate the actions of God, the actions of devil, and the actions of angels Mm -hmm. why? because there was no revelation of the devil in fact, many things carried out by the devil were attributed to God, for instance, Job Mm -hmm. Job attributed no, it was the devil that was taking everything out the devil killed his (laughs) children and then he attributed it to God because they had no revelation of the devil, Jesus Christ brought about the revelation of the devil in John chapter ten verse ten. Said, "For the thief cometh not but to kill to steal and to destroy, but I've come to give you life, and that you may have it in abundance, in
0: abundance, and you may
1: be abundant." Okay. So Jesus Christ brought about revelation of the devil. Nobody knew about him, about the devil, even though he existed from the beginning, from Genesis chapter chapter three. He existed from the beginning, but nobody knew about him until Jesus Christ came to reveal him. So many of his activities were attributed to God. Anything mysterious that they couldn't explain, they just attributed to God. That mm-hmm. this, this is the wrath of God. This is what God did. God destroyed Nadab and Abi, Leviticus chapter ten. God did this, God did that. Meanwhile, not necessarily God. Moses employed the service of angels to carry. So the bringing down of fire to destroy, that wasn't God. That those activities were the activities of angels galatians maybe let let me look for a verse to help understand better galatians chapter three um let me read from verse uh, uh, verse verse 19 uh verse 19 is perfect wherefore then serve the law it was added because of transgressions. Remember I told you that Moses had to bring the law because of unbelief. He mm-hmm. rejected. He brought in the law. So this that's what Paul is saying here. Law was added because of transgressions. Till the seed, who is the seed? Jesus Christ, should come to whom the promise was made. And it was ordained by angels, you see, in the hand of a mediator it was ordained by angels so the activities of the law the activities that we saw before the advent of jesus christ will be ordained they were carried out by angels not necessarily by god praise god
0: okay thank you so much sir for answering that question so now we're going to be uh, ending this episode soon and i just want uh pastor toby to just round up and you know give christians that are just you know starting to read the bible or those that already you know started with the bible on basically tips on how to read and interpret the bible because i i feel like a lot of us we need to rightly divide the word of truth as it says in second timothy to be able to understand and discern you know the true character and the true nature of god so we don't just read the book of job and just take everything at at you know face value where Where it doesn't actually describe the true nature of god so what kind of tips would you give to someone that you know would want that is reading the bible and trying to understand and interpret the word of god
1: okay quickly let me i will give a a broad overview and then i'll give a little tip a, a big tip not little, a big tip to study the scriptures number one we should understand that the bible should be read together okay old testament and new testament actually there's no there's nothing like there's no division as it were between old testament and new testament you know that division between your bible that separates old testament and new testament is not inspired by god it was put there by translators that is the entire bible should be read together the entire scriptures genesis to malachi should be read together and when you read them together you should come into they they, they, they all point to someone you should come to a single conclusion that the entire Bible is about Christ. Let me show you something. Luke chapter 24 from verse 27. And beginning at Moses, this Jesus Christ, and all the prophets, he expounded unto them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. Jesus Christ was going to Jesus Christ was going to explain the scriptures, and the scriptures here will be Genesis to Malachi. He was going to explain the entire scriptures. What did he do? He brought out things concerning himself. In other words, when you are reading the Bible, when you are reading the scriptures, Genesis to Malachi especially, what you should look for should be Christ. Because when Jesus Christ explained Genesis to Malachi, he explained things concerning himself. So Jesus Christ is the key to understanding the scriptures. The scriptures... Were given to us to understand Jesus Christ. Hmm.
0: Jesus Christ
1: is the key. Luke chapter 24, verse 44. And he said unto them, These are the words which I speak unto you while I was yet with you, that all things must be fulfilled which were written in the law of Moses and in the prophets and in the Psalms concerning me. So when you read Moses, the first five books, when you read the, uh, the the prophets, the minor prophets, the major prophets, when you read the Psalms, okay, you should read something concerning Jesus Christ. What you are looking for will be things concerning Jesus Christ, not seven keys to wealth, not <laughs> five keys to living healthy. No, it will be about Christ. Finally, let me give us one more, one more um, scriptures. First Timothy chapter three verse sixteen. 2 Timothy 3 16. Second Timothy 3.16. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. You see, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Let me read from verse 15. And that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures which are able to make the wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. All scriptures, all scriptures, all should communicate Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. It will make you wise unto salvation, which is in Christ Jesus. So when you read the entire scriptures, Genesis to Malachi, you should look for Christ okay the epistle is already christ revealed you know the epistles already rightly divided the scriptures for us and they've brought out christ that's why in in many of the epistles you find words like in christ in christ even it might be in christ because they've come to understand that the scriptures are about someone and that person is christ so the key to understanding the scriptures is you read to look for christ the explanation of the scriptures is christ
0: praise god hallelujah thank you so much pastor toby for giving us those tips i'm sure it'll be very useful for anyone listening to this episode also thank you pastor toby for also um, teaching us you know the misunderstood god it is very important and like one most the most important thing that i learned from this is the fact that jesus is the only the express image of the true nature and the true character of god so when you want to understand the character of god you have to look at jesus don't look at you know anybody else and just (laughs) and be like job and say god gives and God takes look at the character of Jesus to you know understand the true nature of God again thank you so much Pastor Toby for uh, for joining us today if you have any questions you can send us a message on Instagram at syscircle underscore and I'll be happy to send your messages to Pastor Toby or address them if I am able to Uh, thank you so much again for listening to this episode and I hope you have a blessed day bye